midweek Bible study. Why don't you take your Bibles and meet me today in 2 Samuel chapter 23. Let's drop down to verse 11 today and discuss the life of Shammah. Praise God. A wonderful, short, but very informative story that will really help us today. Let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we study this little glimpse into the life of Shammah, that the same Holy Spirit that was upon him, a spirit of faith, would also be upon us to protect our fields, the field of our heart. Now, Father God, we give you praise in Jesus' name, and we all agree and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, a little note on the side for all of our friends in the UK. This weekend, I'll be in London. I'll be ministering Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. So that information is on our website, stephenbrooks.org. Would love to see you in these upcoming meetings. We're going to have a great time in the Word and in the Holy Spirit. And also, every Thursday, our Pure Gold television program is now airing on ISN. The It's Supernatural Network, okay? So if you want to see it, you can watch it every Thursday. It comes on three times. Uh, it's all on the Eastern Time, okay? So you can watch it at 4.30 in the morning, Eastern Time, or 12.30 lunchtime, right at noon, uh, and then also in the evening at 8.30, okay? So 4.30 in the morning, 12.30 around lunch, and 8.30 at night, pure gold is airing. Praise the Lord forever. Amen. Now, let's jump today into the life of Shammah. Verse 11, it says that Shammah was the son of Aji, the Herorite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So, the Philistines, they like to travel in packs, uh, a group of tough, intimidating guys. Maybe they pull up on their chopper bikes, uh, their Harley-Davidsons, and they these are tough guys. Maybe they're just looking for a fight. Well, they felt it was their job to impoverish the Israelites, to make life as just, just as difficult as possible, and they were very, very good at doing their work. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. I like lentils. I don't really get excited about them. They're just a type of bean, and I've had lentil soup before. Maybe you have too. Uh, it really doesn't taste that good unless you put a lot of spice and flavor in there to, to spice it up. But outside of that, I know they're good for you. But uh, sometimes people say certain things in their life aren't that big of a deal. They do certain things that maybe that are wrong, and they say, well, it's just a small thing. You know, it's no big deal. But really, in the eyes of the Lord, it is. And we have to be very careful that the Philistines don't have access to our plot of land, and if they show up, you have to be ready like Shama to defend it. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. This is something that you don't want to do. You don't want to compromise, run away, throw in the towel, give up, and quit. Now, I want you to see your field of lentils, which some people may say it's not very important. It's just, uh, you know, Pastor Stephen, it's just a bunch of beans, no big deal. Well, first of all, it's your plot of land, it's your beans, and it's important to you because from a New Testament perspective, 
this is an area of your heart. This plot of land, these beans, your heart, your blessing, you don't want the Philistines to get in there. You need to be a person that guards the entrance of your heart. You need to guard what your eyes look at, what your ears hear, and you need to endeavor to serve and please the Lord. And all you do, but watch this, especially in the little things, even in the things sometimes that Christians in their secret life compromise so easily. It's almost like they just have given up, and when they see a Philistine, they just say, well, you know, I've, I've failed so many times, I'll just, you know, I'll just, after all, God forgives me, I'll just go do it again. And they don't understand the strength of God's grace to resist sin and to drive the Philistines out. You know, we're actually told in Titus chapter 2, verse 11, it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Now, this is what the grace of God will do. Verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. So what does the grace of God do? Uh, it teaches us, teaches us to do what? To deny ungodliness and worldly lust. And it strengthens us so that we can live soberly. Uh, soberly means you're on the alert, you're sharp, okay, you're not in some kind of like spiritual stupor, okay, and righteously and godly in the present age. Praise the Lord. So, we don't want to use grace as an excuse or as a, a, uh, so a, a an escape mechanism that we can uh, say, well, because of God's grace, we can just compromise, we'll be okay. No, we have seen that the grace of God actually empowers us to live a godly life and say no to the Philistines, to the things that would be wrong. Now, the people fled from the Philistines, but he, Shammah, stationed himself in the middle of the field. Well, that would very quickly tell you that this man has extreme military training. He knows what to do. He knows how to respond. He knows the most strategic position. All of these gears are turning now quickly in the mind of a warrior. He's going to do all he can do, and then the Holy Spirit will come on him. The Holy Spirit will come on his natural, and then do the supernatural. Because even with the best training, military training, martial art training, you know what? You maybe you can handle yourself one-on-one, -on -one or one against two, or one against three, maybe. But, you know, you get 20 people against you or 40 people against you. Uh, th this is not going to work uh, unless somehow you, you tap into the supernatural power of God. And that's what is going to take place with him. He's not a stranger, by the way, to uh, having the anointing of the warrior king come upon him. Jesus is the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Tassaba. Jehovah Sava. So that means uh, in the military thinking of the Hebrew people, that means the warrior God, the warrior king. So uh, Shammah, strongly influenced by the leadership of his commander, David, uh, he and these other guys doing phenomenal exploits. Why? They've, they've been influenced by the lifestyle of David, and the faith on David has touched them. That same anointing has touched them, and they have done extraordinary things. And this is one of the things that he was famous for. He stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. And I believe that when you win a victory, 
yes, it's a blessing for your life because you've still got your beans and you killed all the Philistines, but you know what? It's good for you, but it also inspires others to say, you know what? Hey, if you got off cigarettes and you smoked for 20 years uh, and the Holy Spirit helped you to kick the habit, then I I'm going to stop. I'm just going to stop right now. That's the power of a real, valid, genuine testimony of real victory. And when a person overcomes and a, a person who has had the Philistines just rush in and flood in before, but when a person fights and says, nope, no more, I'm going to, I'm going to stop this and this ends today, you know, that's inspirational for many, many people to also rise up and say, so, you know what, I'm going to start guarding what's mine. Even if it's considered small, it's important to me. And I, I think this is where some Christians miss it. They think, well, you know, it's just a field of lentils. It's just a bunch of dumb beans, Pastor Stephen. It's no big deal. But it is a big deal. And if you compromise in what maybe you think are little areas, those little areas of compromise where you're allowing uh, I mean, where you're just running away and don't even really put up a, a defense against the Philistines and they're coming in, you you're, are going to put yourself in a place where you're never able to go into the rich, thick, good blessings of God because you've got, you've got these other areas of your life that you're not addressing. And it could be secret areas that maybe only you and the Lord know about, but if, if you're going to act like it's you know, it's not there when it is there. Um, you're never going to be moved on by the Lord into these greater parts. You have to overcome in these small areas. This is very, very important because, you know, we've said before that if you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile. I need to go further with that. Um, he wants more than an inch and he wants more than a mile. He wants to absolutely completely destroy you. He is not content to just maybe trip you up or to get a little access in and, and trouble you. He really wants to take you out completely. And if you toy around with things and leave doors open in your life or just allow the enemy to come in and, and trample on the field of your heart, then eventually uh, this is going to blow up and this is going to be a problem. So you have to deal with these things, even if there's what you maybe think is just a small area, a little plot of land, a little area of your heart. It's just beans. It's just a little compromise. Uh, you need to deal with it because if you don't, it can really, it can really get bad later on. You know, Sometimes people think it's it's small, so it's no big deal. They they do do these little things all the time. I've seen Christians park, uh, take their car and park in a large parking lot, park right in the handicap parking zone, and they're not handicapped. They have no handicap permit. They can walk just perfect. They're they're totally in health, but they're just lazy, and they they're just you know they're just being disobedient, and they'll park right in that parking spot. And that you know it's wrong to do stuff like that. Um, right now I'm thinking about a certain church, I won't say the country, but there was a certain church, this was just recently a few weeks ago, where the church members, you know, uh, were coming to church, and uh, many of them had parked their cars in the parking lot, and there was a sudden rain that came. Well, for, for some strange reason, it seemed like they all wanted to rush into the church at the same time, and uh, you, so they wouldn't get soaked with a heavy downpour, but a few people tripped, and the other Christians didn't want to get wet, and they kept on running, and then others kept on running because they didn't want to get wet, and Christians got trampled to death just because 
they wanted to get inside and not get rained on. And by the time it was over, there's dead people that, that came to church to worship the Lord, and they're dead. They got trampled on. Why? Uh, it's just, you know, people that are God's people, you need to slow down. Praise God. Deal with any issues and think, well, well you know, it may be raining, and I might not want to get wet, but hold on, that sister so-and-so laid on the ground. Who cares if we get wet? Let's pick her up. And uh, you know, who, it, it's just people sometimes, they get so rush, rush, rush that before you know it, what was maybe a little compromise has now become like a major, some, something major difficult came out of that. So, you know, you got to watch these little areas. Don't sweep over things. Don't think, well, everybody does it. Well, first of all, not everybody's doing it. Shama's not doing it. You know, when the Philistines show up, although everybody else is running away, he, why is he not running away? Well, because he's he's got a different spirit. It's a spirit that says, you know what? I'm not afraid to engage the enemy. I'm not looking for a fight, and I'm not looking to pull out my sword and start. You know, uh, you know. It's not like I like seeing bloodshed. You know, but Shalma's thinking. But hey, if you're going to come up here and try to take our our food supply and walk all over my land, just think you can come in here without a fight? No, you're you're you've run into the wrong guy. And the Philistines did. They ran into a commando, uh, a, a man that that was skilled, and then the Holy Spirit came on him. He killed every single one of those Philistines. Wow, praise the Lord. Well, my friends, when the enemy comes to you, you might you maybe just be, you know, living your, your life, having the normal everyday type thing, and some, some kind of temptation comes in, and the enemy says, you know, it's no big deal, it's just beans. Just, you know, you've yielded before, you've ran away before, just let us come in and do our thing, just yield to it, you know, and, and enjoy your little temptation. Nobody's really going to know, and, you know, you, you could still go to heaven, God will still love you, He'll forgive you, and, and you know what, Christians, if they, if they don't fight, they just give in before you know it, the enemies just start steamrolling in. But you're going to have to put up a stiff arm and say, no, Mr. Devil, those days are over. And if you've done it to me before, you're never going to do it to me again. And you pull out the sword of the Spirit, and now you're, you're ready for warfare, praise God. And you quote the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit, He will fight with you. He will fight through you. It's not like it's just you against a whole troop. It's you with the Holy Spirit. And greater is He that's in you, the Holy Spirit, than he that's in the world. So it doesn't matter if a thousand demons show up. It doesn't matter if this the wave of pressure, uh, this, this thing, wave of temptation hits you. Just stand against it. By the way, that's normal for anybody that's living in a flesh and blood body to feel urges or temptations. And the enemy, he'll try to work with you through your feelings. He tries to work with you through the, the realm of the five senses. But you have to resist and say, devil, no, in the name of Jesus. And, you know, if it feels like you have to pull your hair out, did, I'm not saying to pull your hair out, but just say, no, I don't care how bad it is, how, how strong the cravings are. Just say, no, in the the name of the Lord. I'm talking to somebody right now. Hallelujah. These are real issues that God's people face. And you have to be like Shama. And you just have to say, no, I am not giving in. And the dirty Philistines are not coming into my heart, and they're not going to defile me anymore. The Philistines have always represented the defilement of the flesh. 
and Satan likes to do things where, you know, he would make you dirty or, or be unclean. But you want to walk right with the Lord. Be very careful, my friends, what you allow your eyes to look at, what you allow your ears to hear, what you allow yourself to get involved in. Walk in walk after the Lord, serve the Lord, pray and ask God to lead you away from temptation and to deliver you from uh, the enemy. And he will, God will protect you. And God will show you the snares, the plans, the plots, the, the schemes of the enemy. And you can go a different direction and avoid it completely. Hallelujah. But you also need to be like Shama so that if the enemy would press that you defend and you don't just yield and say, well, you know, this is just a little secret weakness I have. I guess I'll just give into it again. No, don't do that. That will lead to a great area of further compromise. And then eventually remember the devil doesn't just want a little of you. He wants to totally take over and dominate and make your life just as miserable as possible. So lock him out, keep him out. And if he shows up, defend, just like Shama did, pull the sword out and say, oh, no, no, I'm not running anywhere. I'm not running anywhere. I'm standing right here and I'm fighting with the sword of the spirit and the Holy Spirit will give you anointed scriptures and he'll, he'll help you to stand. He'll help you to stand. Now, from a natural perspective, uh, there's also a time when you can run. I think, I think all ministers, preachers, listen to me just for a moment. All ministers need to know how to run. And you, you may be thinking, well, Pastor Stephen, you used to run track when you were in high school and college, and I did, but that's not the kind of running I'm talking about. I'm talking about what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, where he said, flee, run away from sexual immorality. So you need a good pair of legs so that if you're faced with that temptation, you don't stand there. You don't try to witness to the person. You don't try to, you know, just keep talking. No, you just you just take off and run. Jog if you have to. Just take off running. Who, who cares what people think? But you have to learn to protect your plot of land, your beans, your lentils. You've got to protect your heart. And don't put yourself into difficult compromising situations or positions. The Bible says to avoid the very appearance of evil. We're not only not to do evil, but we're also to avoid even the appearance of evil. Stay away from it. Praise God. Serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And be very, very careful with these small areas. People would say, hey, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. I'm, I'm here to tell you today, it's actually a very big deal. And if you don't deal with these issues, what would maybe be considered little issues, beans and things like that, the, the lentils, the, the small plot of land. If you don't deal with things like that, then God, He cannot, He cannot graduate you onto these greater levels of anointing and glory and power and uh, the mighty things that He wants to do through you. Praise God. So you have to be, you have to be like Shama. No running away. Stand and fight. Use the Word of God, and you'll see that as you do, that as you offer a stiff arm resistance with the sword of the Spirit, you'll see the enemy will eventually just melt back off and leave. And you think, wow, I won. I didn't have to give in. I didn't have to compromise. I, I didn't have to lie. I didn't have to cheat. I didn't have to, you know, do something wrong. And so you just hold your ground. Hold your ground and serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Right now, uh, the Holy Spirit's doing a scan. And so any area in your life 
where there would be previous compromise. Make up your mind right now that the next time that the Philistines show up in, in a troop, next time they show up, even if you're by yourself, God is with you, and then you're going to fight. Okay? You're not going to just give in. Uh, you're not going to say, well, you know, the Lord, He understands my weaknesses. He understands I'm just a person of the flesh. No, don't do that stuff. Stay strong and say, I'm standing. I'm holding my ground. I'm going to be like Shama, and I'm going to win a victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe really today that so many people in the world, they're, they, in some ways, they're actually pulling for the church, but they want the church to not only preach it and proclaim it, they want the church to actually live it. Maybe even not all of them, but at least some of them, okay? So uh, there need to be those, I believe I'm talking to you, those in the church who, who uh, talk it and who actually live it, not just publicly, but also in the secret life, the private life. And these are people that allow the Holy Spirit to come and work. And when the Holy Spirit brings something up, you know, hey, you need to address this issue. Uh, you have to be willing to talk about that and make it right. Right then, you have, to, you have to be willing to make it right, and then make it airtight, and then lock the enemy out so he can't have access. You have to protect the, the anointing. You have to guard the glory. You have to be very, very diligent about these areas. Have the spirit of Shama. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We just ask the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that was on Shammah would come upon your people, that Spirit to defend what is their, their honor, their dignity. Thank you, Father, the anointing, the, the, their ethics, their morality, that there would be a defense. Now, Father, we just give you praise. We give you praise, Father God, in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for that anointing coming. A great strength to protect everything that you blessed us with and to guard it. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take Holy Communion today. Please, along with me, grab some unleavened bread, some grape juice. Heavenly Father, we bless it. We consecrate it in the name of Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. We thank you, Father. This is now the flesh and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, as we receive the body of Jesus, we just thank you for strength to fight like Shama, to, to fight with the Word, to use our spiritual weapons, and to resist the enemy and to resist evil. We give you praise, Father God, and we thank you. We thank you, Father, that greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. We thank you, Father, for victory and dominion in every area of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's receive the body of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, it says in Ephesians chapter 5 verses 2 and 3 in the NIV it says that there not even be a hint of sexual immorality among you talking about the believers Paul said don't let there even be a hint of it and he goes on also to say uh, don't be involved in uh, coarse jesting crude joking don't do things like that listen if you do stuff like that you will muddy your Christian witness and the unbelievers, they, they, they may like you, but they won't respect you. So there is a place of wisdom where they, uh, they can respect you and honor you, but don't, um, 
don't in, in the name of compromise, you know, just try to get along and laugh at what they laugh at and look at what they look at and do all that stuff. Don't do that. You need to be walking upright before the Lord. Be like Shama and, and hold to the biblical standard. God's going to strengthen you. Amen. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for its sin forgiving, sin cleansing power. And we thank you, Father God, that you're able to keep us clean in a very dirty and corrupt world where, Father, we live in a world that's just saturated with sin and sickness and disease and suffering. It's all around us. But, Father, we thank you that we're in this world, but we're not of it. And while we're in it, we can be like a fish that swims in the ocean uh, and he's surrounded by salt water but yet it's not inside of him. So Father, we thank you that we're in this world, but we're not, we're not contaminated by the filth of the world. We thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus and its protective barrier over our lives. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Let's drink. Praise God. But he, Shama, stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines, so the Lord brought about a great victory. I see nothing but victory for you. I see no more defeat. In previous areas where maybe you just said, well, you know, who cares? I've, I've failed so many times. What's another time? You'll say, no, no, not anymore. Hallelujah. I serve the Lord God, who is the God of Shammah. Praise God. And that's actually one of the uh, compound names of God. Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord God sees, the Lord God is there. He'll be right there with you. He will strengthen you, and you will not fight alone, and the enemy will be defeated. God bless you as you go today, and as you protect your field of beans or lentils, as you guard your heart. Be blessed. Bye-bye.